Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Amen. Hallelujah. You seem to be very quiet. Hallelujah. That sounds much better, but this side they are very quiet. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, I usually make noise when I preach, so forgive me if you start hearing uh, some noises. Hallelujah. So every time when I start my message, I always encourage people to do uh, this thing that I'm going to ask you this morning to do. And I always remind them that when uh, there is a, 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 a game that is taking place. Have you ever seen when there's a try, people, they jump, they shout? Have you ever seen that? It shows that they are excited about what is happening. So at this moment, I want to ask you the very same thing. You remember, uh, when the, the, the box is playing, when the box is called the, the try, the fans of the box, they make a noise. Hallelujah. Now, at this moment, I also want to hear some noise from the fans of Jesus. Can I hear the fans of Jesus? Wow. You know what they do? They even stand when they clap their hands for their fans. So I will be happy if you stand when you are a fan of Jesus. If you make a noise for Jesus, you... Could you please also stand? Can I hear the fans of Jesus? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Now I feel at home. Amen. No, it is one of the things that makes a preacher to know that he is at the right place. Uh, because I've seen the, the fans of Jesus. If they are here, it means I'm at the right place. Because I'm also a follower of Jesus. And in everything I do, I put him first. Amen. Now, here is another thing that I'm going to ask you. Uh, this morning, we are going to have three preachers. Three preachers. The first one is the Almighty God. Can we clap hands for the, for the first one? Thank you very much. You see, you see uh, our mother, she stood up. She, she knows that every time when you clap hands for the Lord, you need to stand up. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to start it again. It is her. It's not me. She started the whole thing. So can we clap hands for the first preacher, which is God? Can we clap hands for the first one? Amen. Amen. Then the second one, you don't have to clap hands for the second one. The second uh, 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 preacher, the second preacher will be me, April Vila. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I was not expecting you to stand, but you did stand. Then the third one, it's all of you. Can you clap hands for the... Hallelujah. <laughs> so you are the third one, meaning that uh, how 
the message is going to be presented, the way you respond to the message, it will determine the effectiveness of the message in your life. If you respond, if you become part of the message, then the message will have impact in your life. But if you are not participating, it will not have any effect in your life. So it is good for you every time when there's a preacher preaching that you participate so that you can understand, so that you can, you know, uh, receive what God is, is doing or saying uh, in that particular moment. Amen. Now, without any waste of time, can we go? Uh, uh, this is how we're going to do it. Because we encourage people to come with their Bibles in our church. So what we do we give you the scripture. The first one who gets the scripture first, you just put up your hands, then we give you 100 rand. <laughs> Amen. But now, here is Jobek. You can't give someone 100 rand here. This is Jobek. In our town, when you give someone 100 rand, it's a lot of money. But here in Jobek, if you give 100 rand, it's just for the sweets. So here, the first one who's going to get the scripture we give you a thousand rand. I can say that because I'm not uh, the leader of this church. They are the ones who are going to give you the money. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, if you can quickly go to Moses chapter 1 verse 3. Oh, you are so clever this side. Oh. Then let's forget it. You don't want any money. Can we go to the book of Exodus chapter 14? Exodus chapter 14. We are going to read verse 13. 1, 3, 13. Exodus chapter, uh, chapter 14. Uh, we'll be reading verse 13. Oh, there comes a paper. But it's empty. Let me put it in, in my pocket. Have you got it at this moment? You see, you didn't put up your hand. You lost a thousand rent right there. <laughs> because John put up his hand saying that I agree. If you get the scripture first, I will pay thousand rent. So you lost. You lost, not mine. Oh, John said he, he was putting uh, his hands so that he can be paid. Daryl, you pay your leader. Amen. Now, it reads us, And Moses said to his people, Do not be afraid. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord, which he, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptian whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will do what? Will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Amen. Now, this is the scripture that the Lord has put in my heart uh, this morning. And I'm going to give you three things out of these scriptures. I wanted to give you more, but I think it would be good if we can just have uh, three principles out of this uh, scripture. Now, you will remember, when Moses was addressing the people here, it was the time when they were going 
when they were going out of uh, Egypt. Do you remember they were in slavery in Egypt for how many years? About 400 years. Now, after they went out of Egypt, they were on their way to a promised land. Now, as they were going towards the promised land, they reached the Red Sea. And when they were at the Red Sea, it happens that the, the Egyptians were coming after them. Hallelujah. So the, the Egyptians were coming after them. Now, remember, when the Egyptians were coming after them, it's not like they were coming after them to give them sweets or to play around with them. No, they were coming after them because they wanted to fight them. They were running after them because they wanted to take them back to slavery. Now, as they were running away from the Egyptians, then they reached the Red Sea. Now, here is the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are coming uh, at, the back, at the back. So it means there was no way out for them. They were locked. Hallelujah. They were surrounded because if they go on the other side, they fall into the sea. If they go back, it means they are going back to, to, to the Egyptians. So the Egyptians were, were, were coming after them. Now, the first thing that we see in the scripture, the verse that we have just read, we realize that Moses says something to them. He said these words to them, do not be afraid. That is the first thing that I want to talk about this morning. Do not be afraid. Because we said we are going to preach because God is giving the message to me, then I'm giving uh, to you, and then you will also be preaching. So I also want you to tell someone sitting next to you, say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now, remember, when Moses was saying to them, do not, be, do not be afraid, it's not like it was easy. It was not easy. It was very tough. But he gave them these words, do not be afraid. Why Moses was saying to them, do not be afraid? It's because he knew that whenever there is fear in your life, you start seeing things the way they are not. He said to them, do not be afraid, meaning that do not fear. Now, when we talk about fear, we talk about something that can paralyze you. Fear puts you in a state whereby you don't know what to do. When you are under fear, you start losing hope in your life. And Moses, he, he, he comes to them and he says to them, do not fear. Amen. Now, the word fear is made out of how many letters? It's four letters, which is F. I'm not an English. I'm a, I'm a Soto guy. If I get it right, forgive me. It is made out of how many letters? Four letters, which is F, E, A, and R. Let's say it again. It is F, E, A, R, which means a false evidence against reality. Fear gives you a false evidence against reality because you don't really see the things the way they are. It is a false evidence of reality, of the way things are. Remember, one of the things that the enemy wants to, to, to do in our life is to bring us, is to bring fear. 
And fear is the absence of faith. There is no faith where there is fear. People who are living under fear, they are the people who are living, who are not living by faith. And it is one thing that the enemy wants to, uh, us to, to, to be under. That is why Moses, he stands before them and say, do not fear. Do not fear. Because when you start being under fear, then you open the door for the enemy. You will never, ever be able to do anything. You know, in, in, in nowadays, in these days that we are living in, in, people are living under fear. People are living under fear. I'm not saying this based on what is happening in the country and in the whole world. I'm saying this based on what is happening in our daily life. When we encounter problems, we become under fear. And the same fear that we come under, it destroying our lives. I remember about seven years ago, I, went to, I took my wife to a doctor. When we went to a doctor, we drove about uh, 63 kilometers from where I'm staying. I'm staying uh, in Fluyenskron, even though at this moment I, I, I'm leading a, a church in Bothaville. So we traveled 63 kilometers to Paris. I was driving. My wife was very sick. And I was healthy, like a, what is the, the thing that is healthy? Frog? Oh, I was, I was healthy as an ox. Now, I drove my wife to the doctor. When we arrived at the doctor, that doctor was so good. He was so good. I was impressed the way he was examining my wife. He started he start here, then till here. So I have, a, I have a rush. I struggle with these things. Then I said, oh, the way this doctor is so good, let me try my luck. Maybe he will also help me. I made a big mistake of, in my life. I went in. Now, the doctor started examining me. Then he started with my feet. It was going very well. Then he reached my knee, my left knee. The reason I'm, I'm born again is because my knee broke. But it's another story. It's going to take a, a long story. That's the thing that brought me to, the, to salvation, the knee, a broken knee. Now, when he arrived to my knee, he said, oh, I can see that something was wrong with your knee. Immediately when he said, I said, this man is good. This man, he's very good. Then he examined, then he went, he went, then after, after he examined me, he said, you know what? He said, you are very sick. I said, no. He said, you are very sick. He, 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 he told me about three things, three things, three, three goodes. What was new rock in my life? Three things uh, that were not good in my life. He said, you know what? You've got asthma. You've got high blood. And you've got um, uh, ulcer. I don't know. You know ulcer? Yes, it was uh, ulcer, asthma, and high blood. Then he started give me, giving me uh, those pumps that you use uh, to, to breathe. You know, when we went to the doctor, I was the driver. Guess when we were going back home, who was driving? My wife was behind the wheels. I was sitting on the other side, fighting for my life inside here. It was terrible, brothers and sisters. And you know what happened? For about two months, 
When I was, you can, I'm telling you, it's a very, it's just true story. I know sometimes the pastors, they, they, they put a, a, a approximately story. I did math, so I will use the word approximately. So I mean that it might be, it might not be. So this is a, a true story. For, for two months, I was struggling. I couldn't sleep. I had to pump the thing of the asthma during the night. It was terrible. I was dying, brothers and sisters. I was dying. I was going home. And I was ready. I, I, you know, I made a peace in my heart. I said, Lord, receive me. Just, just take me. Because of what the doctor said, the report he gave to me was a terrible report. And many people have been destroyed. Their lives have been destroyed because of the report that they got. Because it is a wrong report. That, that report almost destroyed my life. Until one day, Chris Levenbeck made an appointment to another doctor and said, I must go and, and see another doctor. When I went to another doctor in Fujian School, and this time we did not go any place. We went straight to another doctor in uh, Fujian School. When he examined me, he said, you are now, you said, you are drinking high blood tablets, but you are actually having a low blood. You see what was happening? Everything was falling apart because I received a wrong information, and fear came upon my life. And everything just went to a drain. Since that day, then I realized that fear will destroy you. Fear will definitely destroy you. When you look in a book of Judges chapter 6, let's take it to another level. When you look in a book of Judges chapter 6, I'm not going to, 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 to look at the most famous uh, verse in chapter 6 that says, Mighty Warrior. Let's skip Mighty Warrior this time. Let us, when you go in uh, verse 23, the angel of the Lord says to Gideon, he says, do not be afraid. The angel says, do not be afraid. And the reason you must not be afraid, he said, do not be afraid because you're going to be alive. He said, you are not going to, uh, to die. Do not be afraid because you are not going to die. Hallelujah. He says, you are going to live. You are going to have life. So don't be afraid. Gideon was so afraid, he thought he was going to lose his life. But the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, no, no, brother. Don't be afraid because you are not going to die. You are not going to, to die. Uh, Psalm 118, verse 17, it says the same thing. It says, you are not going to die until you show the goodness of the Lord. So that is the thing that we need to understand. That is the thing that we need to realize as the children of God. That we must not be afraid because we are going to be alive. Hallelujah. We are going to live. Despite the circumstances you find yourself in, you are not going to die. I'm not, going to, I'm not saying you are going to live forever, but I'm talking for, for now. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, here is another thing. Here is, 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 is the point that I'm, I'm taking you in. Now, he said to him in verse 23, do not be afraid because you are not going to die. So, don't let fear be part of your life because you are not going to die. 
Then after that, after he said that to Gideon, you will realize, you will realize that in verse 24, Gideon started building an altar. The Bible says Gideon, he built an altar. The altar that he built, he gave it a name. When you read it in, in, in New Living Translation, it's, he, he called it Yeshu, uh, Yahweh Shalom. He builds an altar and he gives a name to it. Then he calls, that, he calls it Yahweh Shalom. When you read it in uh, NIV, it says, Lord is peace. Meaning that uh, 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 Yahweh Shalom is peace. The Lord is peace. Now here's the thing. The angel appeared and said, don't be afraid. Then after that, he builds, he builds an altar and he calls the altar Lord's, the Lord's peace. Lord is peace. Yahweh Shalom. Now, after he builds it, remember when he was building it, things were not going well with, with the Israelites also in that time. If you remember. Hallelujah. Things were not going well. But he built an altar, the altar of what? The altar of peace. Why did he build the altar of peace? Here is the thing. You will realize after building an altar of peace, after he built it, then he started destroying the altar that was built by his father. Here is the thing that you, we need to understand. Is that in every circumstances, in every circumstances we are facing, we need to build an, 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 an altar of peace. When you build an altar of peace, then you will be able to destroy what was built, which was destroying you. Hallelujah. You understand what is happening. Because when you also look, let, let me take you to another level so that we can understand. You remember when, there was a when Jesus was uh, in a boat with his uh, disciples. I think it is in uh, Mark chapter 4 when you read from verse 35. Uh, what was happening? They were in a boat. As they were going with the boat, there was a storm. Now, as there was the storm, now the, 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 the disciples, they, re, they realized now this is very tough, this is very tough. Then they started waking up Jesus. When Jesus woke up, he was able to calm the storm. You know why Jesus was able to calm the storm? Because he was at peace. Hallelujah. Jesus was at peace, then he managed to calm the storm. He managed to say, Peace to the storm because he was at peace. You cannot release what you don't have. You can only release what you have. That is why he was, because he was sleeping. Remember, he was sleeping. And the other guys, they were just, it was terrible with them. They couldn't do anything because they were under fear. And remember, when Jesus woke up, after he calmed the storm, you remember what he said in verse 40? This is what he said. He said to them, why are you afraid? He said, why are you afraid? Don't you have faith? Meaning that where there is fear, there is no what? Faith. Hallelujah. Can we clap hands for the Lord for that? Hallelujah. Where, 
Where there is fear, there is no faith. Hallelujah. That is why we need to create an altar. We need to create. When, when we talk about the altar, we, we know what is an altar. Ne? So you create an altar of peace in the midst of the things that are not going well in your life. And you will realize this. He did not destroy, but he built first so that he can destroy. Meaning that he built an altar of peace before he can destroy. If you destroy, but you don't have nothing, it means what are you going to release? You see the principle there. He built an altar of faith. Then after building, I mean, an altar of, of peace. Then after that, he was able to destroy. So in every circumstances you find yourself in, when you have an altar of peace in you, you will be able to stand against anything. Hallelujah. Now, the second thing, let us, let us go forward. We want to finish now. We don't have the whole day. Now, the second thing that he, he talks about, he said, he said, stand what? Stand still. I'm reading New King James Version. Maybe you are using another uh, translation. I'm using King James. Uh, stand still. That is what he said. I want you to understand something. When Moses was saying these words to the children of Israel, stand still. Remember. Here are the Egyptians. They are coming with all these kinds of weapons. They are coming after you. Then the only thing that Moses says to you, he said, stand. Just stand. Let me explain it in such a way that you will understand it. About three months, is it two months or three months, we were here for a conference. The conference was here two months or three months. October. October, we are here for a conference. I'm not going to say anything uh, negative. I'm saying I'm going to say a good thing. Now, Lisa Jane organized a, a Lisa Jane Law. Let me say all the surnames in the right way. Lisa uh, Jane Law. I don't know if there's another name I must add again. She organized a place for us where we will be going to sleep. We were going to sleep at a uh, Kindra's uh, parents' place. Uh, we know Kindra. She's one of the people who are singing. Uh, her mom is um, Natasha. We went and we were sleeping at Natasha's place. I want you to understand what I'm going to say. That is why I wanted to, to you to understand. Uh, stand still. Now, we, we were going to sleep there. On our way, Kindra started telling us, he said, we have... Uh, we have three, three, three musketeers there at home. I said, three musketeers? But he mentioned them, so I, I wanted to, to sound very good. Uh, she said to us, we have three musketeers. Uh, there's a little one and, the, and two. Uh, uh, they regard them as little, but <laughs> oh, God knows those, those dogs, they are not little. She said, we have three dogs. I'm telling you, those dogs, they are, they are big. And, and, and remember this, I'm a black man. I'm a black man. In case you did not notice, I am a black man. <laughs> because sometimes people, you know, they, they don't see me. 
Now, here is the thing. They've got three dogs. Now, we were in a car. It was myself and my wife and Kindra. Then Kindra, said, uh, then Kindra she said to us, she said, now, um, uh, I've spoke with my little brother. My little brother is going to lock the dogs away so you don't have to worry about the dogs. Oh, said, oh, Kindra, you are a woman of God. Oh. Viva. We went. The gate opened. We enter. The free start people. Black people. Now, when we enter, guess who was standing there outside? Three ninjas waiting for us, just looking and said, where are the visitors? Now, Kendra started to be polite. She, she went to mom and said, mom, must we close them? Mom said, no. We must not close them. I said, oh, Lord, what is happening now? She said, no, we can't close them. We can't, we can't lock them aside. He said, they must come out. Then the thing that she said to us, we said, we must stand. The very same thing that Moses said. He said, people must stand. How do you stand if you are facing three ninjas? <laughs> and by that time, you are a black man. Remember, you must never forget the fact that I'm a black man. And the dogs and the black men, they don't go along. Hallelujah. <laughs> Here were the, the, the three ninjas. Then when we, 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 we went out of the car, we thought it was over. But she said, just stand still. Why were we standing? Because the dogs must sniff us. They must sniff us so that they can know us. But for us, it's a new thing. We don't understand that principle. She said, stand still. Hallelujah. She said, stand still. Then we had to stand. You know, the reason we stood, we stood not because we trusted the ninjas. We stood because we trusted her weight. She said, stand. Then we stood there. Then they started, you know, examining us, you know. Going around the three ninjas. And you must also, you must know, always when you see three, uh, three uh, musketeers, the small one is always a problem. So they started sniffing, sniffing us. Then after, after that, then, then we were able to go. They said, oh, oh, the search is over. Then we went inside. Now, here is the principle that was very important for us. Why she didn't want the dogs to be locked? Here is the thing. Early in the morning, Kindra left. His mom left. Uh, her mom left. Guess who was left at home? Me and my wife. They gave us the key from the backside. They said, you must go out from the backside. So we went. We opened the, 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 the back door. Then we closed. Then we were going. As we were going, there's a yard. So we were going through the yard. When, when, as we were about to approach the other side, there was a gate. Guess who was at the gate waiting? Three ninjas were waiting at the gate. With a smile waiting for us. But here is the thing. Because yesterday we went through it. So the following day when we were going through it, it was not the same as yesterday. You see the point there? Because we stood yesterday. So this day when we, we, we faced them, we were able to pass them without fear. Hallelujah. 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 
This is what, what God is doing in our lives. And this is what God is doing in your life. God does not take you out of the storm, but he takes the storm out of you. That's a principle. Hallelujah. He takes the storm out of you. He doesn't take you out of storm. Meaning that he lets you go through the storm. That way the storm is out. Hallelujah. When you face it, this, again, it's normal as storm because you went through it. You see the, the principle. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you the, the scripture in that so that I can move. I'm moving to the other. Uh, the scripture for standing, stand still. You remember in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, you must do what? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. When it ends, it says, stand, stand, so that, you can be a, so that you can be able to stand against the schemes of the enemy, something like that. Hallelujah. Let me skip it. I'm giving you so that you can go and reach for yourself that scripture. The last one. Let us go to the last principle. I'm finishing now. The last principle, here is the last principle. He said to them, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptian, the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Hallelujah. You know, this is the, the last one that we I'm going to talk about at this moment. He said to them, see your salvation. He says, you must see your salvation. Now, when he says to them, see your salvation, remember, he's actually saying to them, I want you to see your victory. Hallelujah. He said, I want you to see your victory. He said, you must see your salvation. You must see the victory that is going to take place. Now, here is the thing. He doesn't say uh, uh, the victory. Uh, he, he, he says, see the, 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 the victory that is going to take place. Now, let me put it in a, in a way so that, and, and he finished by saying, the Egyptians you see today, you will not see me, you will see no more uh, tomorrow. This is what he say, he's saying to them. You know when you go to, uh, to KFC and buy? When you go to KFC and buy, maybe you, you are going, I will say KFC because I love KFC. Forgive me, brothers, those who love Nando's or who love uh, whatever shop you like, you love, then you are saying, start Closing your eyes and say, I don't want to listen to that man. He, he goes to KFC. Uh, when you go to KFC and buy, have you ever realized that what you, when you go, you, you take your money, you pay. Let's say you want to, to, to buy uh, uh, Zynga wins. When you buy uh, the dunks, let me say this one, dunks. When you buy them, do they give them to you before you pay or you pay first? You pay. When you pay, you pay because you have seen them. No, you haven't seen them. You saw them in a, on, on a paper. You didn't see them. <laughs> you remember. <laughs> you only see them on the advert, but you didn't see them. You believe the advert. 
Then you start taking your money and you pay. Do you have a guarantee that they are going to give you the, 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 the nice ones? You don't have a guarantee. But let me tell you what you're doing. You apply faith, but you are not aware you are using faith. You pay for something you don't, ha you, you don't have in your hand. Something that you imagine. And your brain tells you that it, it is going to taste very good. You remember that? You even know the taste even before you get it. Now, this is exactly what Moses was saying to the children of Israel. He said, see the salvation. Meaning that see the victory, even though it has not yet happened, but see it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see the principle. Let us take it to another level. Now, when we read in the book of uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, when you read it in uh, NIV, it says, we live by faith, not by sight. Chapter 5, verse 7. But when you, when you read it in, 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 in New King James, it says, we walk. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is happening in our life is not based on what we see in this uh, life, but it is based on what we see in the Spirit. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. What we see must not determine the outcomes of what God has for us. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are getting me. Hallelujah. Now, now, now what, what, what Moses was saying to them, he was actually telling them that you need to see the end. Remember, by the time they were standing there, what was difficult for them is this. They, they were standing there and it was that time whereby they have never seen a miracle. And Moses said, see your miracle. Let me finish by taking it to the New Testament and go back to the Old Testament, then we'll be finished. Let's take it to Jesus, what Jesus said in John chapter 3. John chapter 3, when we read verse 14, and verse 15. Jesus, when he was talking, and there are things that we need to put uh, in, into consideration. Oh, I always wanted to use that word. <laughs> I used it yesterday, today. There are things that we need to uh, put into consideration. If I didn't use it correctly, that's your English. My English says I must use that one. Now, here is the thing. That there are some of the things that are said by Jesus, and there are some of the things that are said by humans, by people. But this time, this was said by Jesus. Jesus said this word, he said, like Moses did, in verse 14, he says, like Moses did, he took a, 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 a bronze snake and he, he hung it on what? On a pole. And he said, whoever looked at it, what happened to the person? The person got healed. And if in verse 14, he says, the same thing is going to happen with us. Whoever looks at the sun, he will be what? He will be... You go and read it for yourself. Uh, that is your homework. But here's the thing. Jesus was quoting the scripture in Numbers chapter 21. You remember in Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21, verse 9, is the same, that the same thing that happens. Moses, he took 
Because the children of God, they were crying because of the snakes that were biting them. Then God said, let us, let us, let us bring a solution. Here was the solution. God says to, 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 uh, to Moses, Moses, uh, take, take a, make an, an, a, a, a snake out of what? Bronze. Yeah? Was it a bronze? Yes, he made it out of bronze. Then after he then he said to stick it to the to, uh, and, and put it in the pole. And whoever is being bitten by the snake, when they look at it, what will happen? They will be healed. You remember he said that. Now here is the thing: any person who was bitten by a snake but did not look at the bronze snake, he did not get healed. Now, here is the thing that we need to realize in our daily life. Whenever we have the pain, have we ever realized where do we look? We look at the pain. Have we ever realized that? If something hits you here in, in your hand, where do you look? Here. Have you ever realized that? But Jesus... But Moses, he said, look, if it bites you, look. Don't look at the problem, but look at the solution. That's the principle. He said, he said to them, whoever looks, what will happen to him, he will be healed. Now, the word that was used in the Old Testament, a Hebrew word, was nabat, meaning that be it, when you look, you receive, you, you, you become healed. Now, here is the thing. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Can we clap hands for the Lord, please? Lord, have mercy. Now, I'm finishing when I'm doing this. This is how I finish. Now I'm finishing. Now, here is the thing. Uh, the snake was built out of a Bronx. Now, the Bronx in the Bible, when we speak about the Bronx, it represented the judgment. Meaning that the snake, the problem was judged. Hallelujah. Now, here is the thing. It bites you. When you look at it there, it, you look at the judgment that has been made to the pain, not to you. I don't know if you get it. Meaning that when I look at the cross, I see the judgment that has been made to my pain. Then I receive healing. Meaning that the judgment does not happen to God does not judge me, but he judges what happened. He judges the pain that I'm going through. He judges the, the, the sickness that is taking place in my life. The sickness is being judged where? At the cross of Jesus. That is why he's saying to them, look at your salvation. Look at your solution. Do not look at them. Because when you look at them, you will have fear. But when you look at the cross... When you look at the cross, you will see your healing. When you look at your cross, you will see your provision. Look at the cross, not at the problem. Which is the thing that we need to do in our lives? Which is the thing that needs to happen 
in our lives right now. Don't look at your problem, but look at the solution at the cross. He says, see it. Hallelujah. He says, you need to see it. And, and when he finishes, he said, the Egyptian you saw today, the Egyptian you see today, you will see it no more. The problem you are experiencing today, you will see it no more because it has been judged. The problem that is affecting your life, you will see it no more because Jesus is about to make things to turn around in your life. Let's clap hands for the Lord. Let's clap hands for the Lord. Let's clap hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, this is what the Lord wants to do for us this morning. As we are standing, this is what the Lord is, wants to do to, uh, to us this morning. Remember, for 400 years, the children of Israel, they used to see the Egyptians. They were struggling with them day and night. But God says to them, today, today, their time is up. Because you will never see them again. It is the same thing saying to the problem you are encountering, saying today, your time is up. Whatever sickness is happening in your life, you say to it today, your time is up. Today, it is the end of you in my life because there is a new thing that is happening that is being done by Jesus. So meaning that I'm no more looking at you, but I'm looking at my Savior. I'm looking at the one and only. I'm looking at Jehovah Jireh. I'm looking at the, uh, the, uh, I'm looking at the beginning and the end. I'm looking at the Alpha and Omega. I'm looking at the provider. I'm looking at Jehovah Jireh because he's the one. He's the one. The enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. Hallelujah! It's like you don't believe it when I say hallelujah. So, oh, is, is he speaking the truth? It is the truth. The enemy has been defeated. Hallelujah! This is what we are going to do at this moment. I'm going to call John to... We are going to do a shout. We are going to do a shout. And this shout that we are going to do is a shout of a victory. A victory over your life. A victory over everything that has been troubling your life. Remember, when the children of Israel were about to, de to put down the walls of Jericho, the only thing that they did, what, which was the best, it was a shout. And everything that they needed was behind the walls of Jericho. But when they, when they gave that shout, the walls went down. Meaning that everything that was stopping them from being successful, it went down with a shout. So I'm going to ask John so that he can direct us into that shout. That shout of a victory. As the father of the house, the authority has been given unto him. As he releases it, 
then every sickness, every problem that has been troubling you with a shout, it can go like this. It can go like this. Thank you very much. Thanks, April. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks, thanks.